Oh, I don't think you've ever known a woman like me. What's that? I'm just pushing some people and run away. Right ain't over yet. My man. My name is Oliver Queen. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. The voices. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what they really said. The bat is dead. Bury it. What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. Fuck that man. Don't freeze. Reddit. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. All the dinosaurs fear the T-Rex. You are about to die in the hands of the children of Thanos. Come on, Spider-Man! That is closed today. We don't want to kill you, but we will. This is a man. Hello and welcome back to the Superior Comic Show. This episode has been delayed twice, um, due to reasons we'll get into later on in the show. Until then, let's take a look at what's coming up on the show. So first, we're going to have a look at Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about what I expect coming from the show and where I expect it to go and end off. Then we're going to take a look at the reason for the podcast being delayed, the four-hour-long Zack Snyder Justice League. And then we're going to finish it all out by talking about the announcement of Marvel introducing the first LGBTQ Captain America in the United States of Captain America. So yeah, it's going to be a great show. Uh, before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe. Something else, one. And... Yeah, enjoy the show. Let me know what you thought down in the comments. So first up, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier has, for episode one has been released. I have not watched it yet, but I will be watching it once I finish wrapping up recording here. Both from what I've seen, the reviews for episode one are fantastic. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of diving into the emotional state of Bucky. Um, there's Sam on a more human level, and we have Maga Cap, who is already making people mad, which was to be expected for anyone who knows who a US agent is. Um, probably going to do a character spotlight on him, maybe next week. Yeah, uh, so from what we know, Falcon the Winter Soldier is, um, it's set, again, just like one vision before, Far From Home. It's about six months or so after the events of Endgame, which makes sense because you can't really see Sam sitting on the shield for over a year and not really knowing what's happened with it. So I get the timing of the show, but where they placed it in the timeline, I'm 100% understanding of that. And it does look like a classic buddy cop mixed with a superhero movie. And I am all here for that as someone who grew up on the likes of a lot of buddy cop movies, as someone who loved 21 Jump Street, loved Bad Boys, I love that sort of, they love each other, but they hate, they kind of annoy each other too. I think Falcon Winter Soldier is going to give WandaVision a run for its money for best MCU Disney Plus show. And we're on t- two shows in. We still have Loki to come, we still have Armor Wars, we still have What If, we still have Miss Marvel, Ironheart, Hawkeye, we have Secret Invasion, we have so many more shows to come. And these two, WandaVision set the bar up here. And I think Falcon the Winter Soldier is going to match it. 
or raise it again. Other than that, I don't have much really to say on Falcon and the Winter Soldier for the moment, just because, as I said, I haven't watched the first episode yet. Having a child has a setback sometimes. I have to wait a little to go to bed before I sit down and watch it and take it all in. But I may, I might do a short on my review of episode one. We'll see how it goes and see how tired I am tomorrow. So yeah, jumping off that, that was just a quick look at Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I think Zemo's going to be amazing. He's still, to this day, one of my favourite Marvel villains. And you think US Agent is going to continue to piss people off. He is mega cap. It's just, it's, he's there to piss people off. It's who he is. He's propaganda, government propaganda. And nobody likes government propaganda. Let's be honest. I think Sam and Bucky are going to go forward and I think they're going to be cornerstones of the MCU. I don't see this being their last dance in the MCU, especially now with Falcon becoming Captain America. It's going to happen. Fanboys are going to be mad. Some fanboys are going to say, Bucky should be Captain first, just like in the comics. You guys are forgetting about a little dude known as Patriot. Um, more on him further down the line. So yeah, I think Bucky's taking out the Winter Soldier, Sam as Captain America as they're going to have a little bright future in the MCU and I see them at least going another film or two. So moving on from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, make sure you let me know what you thought of the first episode down in the comments and I'll be sure to chat back and respond to the comments once I watch the episode. So let's move on to that, to what people are probably watching this episode for and that is Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's finally here. Years in the making. An extra couple of mil to make it. But Zack Snyder's Justice League is finally available to watch when you have the time. As I mentioned, I tried watching it in work on Wednesday so I could record and release this episode on Wednesday. But unfortunately, some rude customers were expecting me to do my job instead of watching superhero movies. And all right. So I finally got through it and I'm going to be honest here, I'm always honest, I'm not going to beat around the bush, I'm going to open this up with three words, I was wrong. That was difficult. I went in the past and constantly stated that Zack Snyder Justice League is not going to be the saving grace of DCEU. It's not going to be as good as people are making out because they're hyping it up too much. And I also, I'm not, I spoke out against some of the release of Snyder Cut campaigners, more so about their abuse to executives and producers. I get a mock for campaigning for a director's cut that you really want to see, but once abuse comes in, it's a no no. See, I was wrong. Zach, I'm sorry. Also, before I get more into this, I just want to say thank you to Zack Snyder, not just for this movie, but for condemning the geeks and gamers community uh, as it's for the hate that they spew. That was a very bold and brave move to just do right there on a stream. So I so much respect for that. And then afterwards, they got on the stream with... Aiden von Skyver and 
sarcastically and jokingly were, talk, were talking about murdering Asian people just after that massacre in America. Say this before going any further on this. If you in any way support Ethan Bunskyver, if you in any way have defended him, if you are still to this day trying to defend him and defend what was said on that in that YouTube video that has now been rightfully removed, I'm going to give you a minute now to fuck off. Cool. So if you're still here, you either are a well-adjusted, decent human being, or you're so far up Ethan Monskyver's hole that you cannot find the, the escape button. Anyway, let's move on. I just feel like I have to announce that. Uh, especially since one of our friends of the show Task has been abused so much on Twitter for basically calling them out on the bullshit moving on to the point at hand the Zack Snyder's Justice League is not the perfect movie it isn't I'm not gonna jump on that hype train it is not the perfect movie there's no such thing as a perfect movie it is a drastic improvement on what we got and it delivered what it said it was going to deliver yeah as I was saying it delivered exactly what it said it was going to deliver and overall I would actually I'd give it a I'm still putting seven and a half and an eight out of ten because I had some issues there not major issues I had some issues um, firstly let's talk about what I liked about it they really dove further into Victor Stone's character and showed it made him more likeable it made him seem more relevant to the plot I know he had a lot of relevance to the plot in the first one as well, but it just seemed like he was shoehorned in there in the first one this one we learned a lot more about Victor we get a bit more time with him and the movie kind of centers around them, which I really like. I think it's too many movies that just have a habit of centering around the likes of Batman or Superman. And they didn't, Zack went with and centered it a lot around Cyborg, which was fantastic. We got to look further and a bit more elaboration into Barry's character. And we just thought it was great. I thought we'd get to know him a bit better, seeing him Iris, the pet shop scene, was fantastic but here lies my first problem Ezra Miller is an outstanding Wally West his character seems to have been written to be Wally West but then given Barry's name and a lot of aspects. So yeah, they're getting the dad in jail, they're getting the dead mother, they're getting the criminal studying uh, 
crime scene investigation. But Barry is not quippy. Barry isn't the Spider-Man of the DC Universe in that way. Wally is. Wally's more quippy. Wally's funnier. Barry's awkward, and I get it, they tried to do that with Ezra Miller, but I think Ezra Miller's on-screen charisma changed that attempted awkwardness into humour and wittiness rather than awkwardness, and I think that's that just fell flat there. I would look to Ezra Miller as Wally West. Listen, it's just a different take on Barry Allen, and that's perfectly fine. I'm not one of those that says this isn't my Barry Allen, so it's not good. I will continue to watch DC movies. I always have. I've never said, no, I'm not watching DC movies. I didn't like the last one. So yeah, I will watch. I enjoy Ezra Miller's Flash. I do enjoy the character. Yeah, my, my comic book brand straight away went into, this isn't Barry Allen, this is Wally West. My only pitfall with his character, and once I separated that, is he was fantastic. And I was not a big fan of Ezra Miller as a Flash in the first place, but he was fantastic. He played the part well. Some of my favourite scenes, even from the first cut of the Justice League, was the use of Barry's powers. I love the lightning around them as he's starting to use them. I love the slow-mo effects that are similar to Quicksilver in X-Men. But in this one, they elaborate on a lot more, like how his shoes tear apart as he turns with that friction and how the ground like basically crumbles under him when he's trying to stop. Um, I thought they elaborated that into that a lot more. I thought that was fantastic and it was great to see. Gal Gadot, regardless of what the critics and what the consensus is on Wonder Woman 1984, Gal Gadot plays a fantastic Diana Prince. And I'm, I'm just going to say it there. I think she's perfect for the role. I think whereas Wonder Woman is extremely badass. And I'm a fan. I've always, like, it was my favorite scene about Mother Superman was when Wonder Woman showed up. And she has the best team music of, I'm going to say, even as a Marvel fan. She has the greatest current team music of any movie comic character. Her, her team music is just outstanding and it just brings chills. Aquaman, it's, it's Jason Momoa. Um, what can I say? Yeah, a lot of people say he's not really um, loyal to the character of Aquaman in the comics. To me, that wasn't a bad thing. I was never interested in Aquaman in the comics, but Jason Momoa brings a certain edge to it that I really enjoy. I get it. It's like it's weird. Um, with Barry, um, with Barry, I'm like he goes against the comics, so that was a pitfall. With Je- with Arthur Curry, it was he goes against the comics, and that's a good thing. It's different characters. Like some characters, for me, some characters loved uh, Some people loved comic Aquaman and brilliant, but they weren't disappointed. They were disappointed with Moa's portrayal of Aquaman, and I get that, hundred percent get that. I wasn't a fan of comics, Aquaman, but I really enjoy uh, Jason Momoa's Arthur Curry. I just love Jason Momoa's anything. Casting was Craven the Hunter now. Casting was Lobo. Like, casting was everyone. Uh, I'm big, strong beast for character cast Jason Momoa. And then we come to one that splits opinion. Uh, Baffleck. I've seen a lot of hate for Ben Affleck's Batman. A lot of hate. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I'm going to say there, he's older, grumpier, broodier Batman. I like it. 
I think he plays it well. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, ben Affleck suits a certain Batman style, and I think he plays it incredibly well. I think he was definitely sold short in the first showing of Justice League. And I do hope they can bring him back for some further movies in the future. Doesn't look likely, especially with Robert Pattinson coming in, but boys character also brings me to another pitfall of mine with Justice League. I tried his best, but I just, I do not buy Jared Leto as a viable joker to Ben Affleck's Batman. I'm not a fan. I wasn't in Suicide Squad. I'm not now. I just do not like Jared Leto's Joker. It's just not for me. That's a personal opinion. That's a personal pitfall. It's just, it's just not for me. And Zach tried his best to get going. But, and I see a lot of people are praising the Ben Affleck and Jared Leto chemistry. Not for me. Not for me. Henry Cavill, I can't, what can I say? He's perfect as Superman. He always has been. He's perfect as Superman. It's still a travesty to this day. We haven't got a Man of Steel too. And I would go on record saying that it's a travesty we've not received a Man of Steel too because Henry Cavill is perfect. Steppenwolf, they stepped up their game in this, to be honest with you. Very rare you see a character who I'm looking at going in one scene going, wow, what a badass. And the next scene going, wow, what a bitch. Yeah, like, you know, a woman is kicking ass with the Amazons and giving Wonder Woman a run for her money. And the next he's, I will get this done for you, my master. Please forgive me. Mm, dude, I get that because I'm not powerful enough, but grow back, Paul. I'm trying to get into this a bit without, because I know some people haven't seen it, especially in Ireland. So I'm trying to go into this as much as possible without spoiling too much. Dark Side was quality. Um, they done they done well in this. I was a fan of Dark Side in this. It's like Thanos vibes, but that will happen when Thanos was based off Dark Side. But Thanos got done in the movies before Dark Side did. So yeah, it's like Thanos vibes, but that's that. And um, some other things we had was. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet, slight spoiler. We get to see Martian Manhunter. And I'm very interested to see going forward where this leads. But yeah, we do. And we spot get to see Green Lanterns. Uh, all in all, it was fantastic. That third act was mind blowing. And the anti life equations in there, I'm going to be doing a superior spotlight on that as well, probably this week. Yeah, all in all, my Zack Snyder Justice League review is watch it. It delivered what I said it was going to deliver. It is better than the original cut. Four hours. The way I tried to watch it, it was a bit long. If I had sat down one night and watched it all in one go, I don't think it would have been a problem. I think I tried trying to watch it during the day and get it done in time for a show really made it feel a lot longer than it was. So I think that is down to me. I don't think Mark's offered that. I think that's my own issue. So yeah, watch Saxon Leader's Justice League. Uh, Zach, fair play to you, mate. As I mentioned at the start of this review, I was wrong about it not being as good as it was supposed to be. It was. It was fantastic. It was a cinematic experience. I hope I'm wrong when I stated in the past that I wasn't going to be a savior of the DCEU. I hope Warner Brothers see sense here and see that there's a direction this is going in. 
Now, I did see some leaks that apparently in the second Justice League, Batman's going to impregnate Lois. Hope that. No, 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 Zach. No. So yeah, without spoiling too much, that is why Zach's not a Justice League review. If you want to spoil a full review, let me know down in the comments and I will give a full spoiler review. But for now, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. You know, I'll, I'll give it that 8. And not many movies get 8 out of 10 for me. I'm very harsh, even though some of my favourite movies. So I'm a Spider-Man stan. And Far From Home got a 7 from me. Homecoming got an 8. And a lot of people are going to disagree with that, especially like, like what you're saying, Homecoming was just as good as Zack Snyder's Justice League. For what was supposed to be delivered, yes. This is my view on comic movies and my personal expectations of them. Not many get higher than eight. There's a couple. If you want to know them, ask me. I'll tell you. I'll happily tell you. So yeah, um, Zack Snyder, well done. DC fans. You won this one. Fair play. Fair play. So yeah, let's go on to the final segment. Short show this week because I'm going solo and I'm so if you're going solo, I don't know where to go, what to look at. Well let's close the show off. Um usually I'm solo, I'd probably go into this week's comics here, but there's some big news in comics this week, and that is Marvel have announced the first LGBTQ Captain America. Love the design. Of the rough and grittiness of it and a lot of people are complaining um, all I have to say is if, if, if you don't like it don't read it simple so it's going to come out uh, it's a new limited series that comes out in June this year uh, called the United States of Captain America and June being Pride Month it's only fitting that they'd introduce readers to the first LGBTQ plus character to take up the Captain America mantle um, so it's written by Christopher Cantwell and is drawn by Dale Eaglesham. Um, and it focuses on four heroes who have served as Cap at one point or another. Steve Rogers, Sam Wilson, Bucky Barnes and Mega Cap, John Walker. And so they're going on a cross-country journey to track down Steve's missing shield. And along the way, they'll meet a number of ordinary Americans who have been inspired by Captain America to help their communities. And this is where a new hero, Aaron Fisher, comes in. So he'll debut in issue number one's main story and star in a backup feature written by Aaron Trujillo, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, and drawn by Jan Basildua. Basildua. I'm pronouncing that completely wrong. I apologise, Jan, I'm sorry. Um, but those two are the creator of the character as well. Um, so he's open, he's an openly gay man and self-proclaimed Captain America of the railways. So he protects the runways and protects the homeless and doesn't have any powers or resources. Um, but he is inspired by Captain America and also by heroes of the queer community, activists, leaders, and everyday people pushing for a better life, according to Trujillo. Trujillo, I'm butchering names. I'm awful. I'm so sorry. Um, basically, he stands for the oppressed and the forgotten, and he states, I hope his debut story resonates with readers and helps inspire the next generation of heroes. Bizaldoa said that um, I really enjoyed designing him and as a transgender person I'm happy to be able to present an open gay person who admires Captain America and fights against evil to help those who are almost invisible to society. 
So basically, the design was the one um, in mind um, was cap fights against super powerful beings and save the world almost always. But Aaron helps those who walk along the street with problems they face every day. And in my opinion, it does show in the character design. So I'm very interested to see where the story goes, the United States of Captain America goes on its own and as it is, but I'm very interested to see Aaron Fisher come into the comics and I think it's gonna it's a fantastic piece of representation for the LGBTQ plus community. And I have zero issue with it. I don't know why anyone would. It's someone who was inspired by Cap. He is not the new Captain America, he is an iteration of Captain America. He's inspired by him. Bucky's not Cap, Sam's not Cap, John Walker's not Cap. They were all, they all took on the mantle. And Fisher has taken on the mantle in his own little community and his own way, and is using that to do good in the world. And I'm all for that. And I personally cannot wait to read our Fisher and see what he's all about. So yeah, this is a relatively short show this week. I apologize for the long gap in shows. And uh, we do have some exciting shows coming up soon. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to be talking to Maureen Gu, who is the current writer of Silk, and um, that'll be released soon. I'll be talking to her possibly, I think, a week before the first issue releases, so that's going to be exciting. I don't think she's going to give me any information, so unfortunately, that, there's that. Um, we also have a very famous comic book TikToker coming on in a couple of weeks as well. I'm keeping that under wraps for now. I want everyone to focus on the fact that I got Maureen Gill coming on. That's that's my big one right now. So yeah, Maureen will be the latest in the line of comic writers or, or artists that I've had on. And um, past we've had Declan Shalvey, Will Sliney, Barry Keegan, Al Ewing, Ron Mars, Andy Lanning, Kelly Thompson. It's been fantastic the people we've had on. So yeah. Uh, Maureen's next on the list to have a bit of crack with the Irish lad. So, yeah, that's all for us this week. Don't forget to follow us on all, all forms of social media and give a like and subscribe to the Dynamo Podcast Network, which the full shows are exclusively on now. If you want to see our shorter shows, you can find us on YouTube on our own channel, The Superior Comic Show. That'll be the house of our shorter shows going forward. So yeah, thanks for listening, watching, and uh, let us know what you thought about Falcon the Winter Soldier, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and our Fisher Captain America. Listen, everyone, stay safe and have a superior week. Thanks.